Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Sota, Daf Chaf Beis, and we're starting on the second line of the page. Uh, tonight is Thursday night, so we're going to be learning a little bit uh, more than the one blot. We're in fact just going to finish a very lengthy Mishnah down uh, about two thirds of the way down on Chav Gimel Amid Aleph. And as you can see, the next couple of blot are are normal, and Chav Dalad Amid Beis for Shabbos is relatively short, and then Sunday back in the grind. Although Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll be out of town and posting. Over the course of each of those days, your booze have been heard and ignored. Thank you very much. Oh, really? Yeah, sure. No problem. Sure. I'm going to tell you what hotel. I'm staying at the Motel 6. You can find me there. Okay. The Gemara says on Chafez Medala, second line, we had been learning about a person who is Karab Hashanah Let's say you have a person who knows Sukkim, and you have a person who knows Mishnayis, but he doesn't have a Rebbe. So that person is not glorified in Jewish law, even though by us, that's like, wow, look at me, I learn. That's, it's uh, Zelotov. <laughs> that's what the Gemara is going to say right now. The Gemara says, Itmar, the Amoraim, had a lot of different shitas about this. If you have a person who learned a lot of Tanakh, and Shana, he learned Mishnayis, but he didn't have a Rebbe, who was a Talmud Chacham. So uh, how do we view this person? That's very nice that you know Mishnayis and that you know Psukim. You're an Amaretz. You're basically useless. Rib Shmuel Bar Nachmeni Omer Hareza Bur. You're worse. You completely lack knowledge. You're a shell, an empty shell. Rav Yane Omer Hareza Kusi. If he, you have no Ne'emanus, Akusi has a din in halacha. You're you're treated like a guy under certain circumstances because you're such an Amaretz. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's also, there are times in halacha where we view Jews like that, where, I mean, this is a little worse. Like the Gemara in Chulin says, if someone doesn't have nemanus by Shabbos, they have no nemanus by Kashrus. We make these equivalences. Okay, this that's worse than this. And Ravacha Bar Yaakov, Amar, he's even worse than all of them. He says, Harezem Magosh, this person's a sorcerer. And Amar, Rav Nachman, Yaakov, I think he's right, the one who says that he's a sorcerer, because, Amar. This guy, he's a total goon. He's rambling words and doesn't even know what he's doing. He's a sorcerer. He's just saying incantations. He doesn't even know how they work. He just keeps saying things. So that sounds like our guy, Tani Tana, Yada, my Omar. That's a person who's learning and he doesn't know what he's talking about. What really is going on in this Gemara? If a person is Karavashana, a person knows Tanakh and they know Mishnayis, but they don't know the Svara beneath the, the Mishnayis, you can't pass in any Shilas. If you only look at Mishnayis, you are getting a mamish, the top, top layer of what could be a very deep sugya, and it usually is a very deep sugya. You think Rabbi Huda Nasi was just quickly jotting things down, or maybe he was, but he was on a level where he could. We can barely understand the Gemara as we read it now. So you're going to say that we should be opposing. If you're Karavashan of Chacham, you're a disaster. You're a disaster. You're equivalent to a sorcerer. Tana Rabbanan, eight lines down on Chavbez, Mnafezu, Amha'aretz. How do we define an Amha'aretz? You're an Am Ha'aretz if you don't say Kriyashma in the morning and in the evening with its brachos. Anyone who doesn't wear tefillin is deemed an Am Ha'aretz. Anyone who doesn't have strings on his garment, to be clear from the pastas of the Gemara, it doesn't mean that you have to wear tzitzis. It means that if you wear a four-cornered garment, you have to wear strings on it. And if you wear a four-cornered garment without strings, you're not only mevatel mitzvah, I say you're an Am Ha'aretz. So that's the parameter of an Am Ha'aretz. Rabbi Yonah son ben Yosef, Amar, Amar, If you bring children into the world, and it isn't your aspiration that they should be learning, then you've made a big error. 
Even according to some, as we saw in the first shita above, that was a shita of Rebbe Lazar on the second line, that a person who's karav shan of loshim is tamachacham, that person's also an amaretz. So as we can see, there are uh, a lot of shitas like this. Kara veloshana. What if a person knows Tanakh, but they haven't learned Mishnais? Harezebur. This person is, uh, they're pretty bad. They know nothing. What about lo kara veloshana? <laughs> you never learn. So says the Gemara, Allah vakasuv omer vizarati as base Yisrael as base Yehuda zera adam vizera behema. There's different types of Jews. There are Jews who learn and Jews who don't. And if you don't learn, you are a behema. Now, the equivalence here, I would imagine, is because people who have no self discipline over their physical bodies, they're going to act like animals. And if you look at halacha, so much of halacha deals with food, deals with money, deals with intimacy, and it gives us basic gedarim, basic human decency lines of being a ben adam in all of these areas. Yes, you have to eat food, but uh, you have to make a shahakal beforehand, and you have to make a bracha chorna after. Taka today, I saw something that says that people who have their Yetzirah foods on a shelf that you need a stool to reach them, we are so remarkably lazy that we're 70% less likely to eat the junk food. <laughs> do, do you understand that? We're so lazy to even fulfill our Yetzirah. <laughs> That's how lazy we are. So put your uh, your Oreos on the top shelf and make sure you need a stool to get it. I didn't write, I didn't write the study. You're going to build in one of those ladders in the library that just like goes around your kitchen. I know you. I know you. I know you. At the two dots, says the Gemara. That you should fear Hashem and be shonim people who learn but don't have a Rebbe. Those people, you should not bond with those people. Same idea, says the Gemara. I'm going to give shot in this. These are the people who learn halachos or who learn Mishnayis and they don't have a Rebbe. They really don't know what they're talking about. Says the Gemara, thank you very much, Rabbi Yitzchak. That was pretty obvious. That's what the word shonim means. It means to learn. Shita, says the Gemara, not necessarily true. That I might have understood the word shonim in regards to doing an Avera. Famous Gemara, Uchidur Avhuna. Says the Gemara, Do Amar Avhuna, Kevan Shavar Avera Avera, Kevan Shavar Adam Avera Vishanaba, Putralo. We might have thought that when the Pasuk says shown him that uh, by the people who are shown him that Altis Arivi should avoid them, maybe we're talking about people who have violated an Avera multiple times. They did an Avera and Shona, they repeated the Avera. One thing you do an Avera once, maybe you feel bad about it and you try not to do it again. By the way, other Gemaras have different phraseologies here. Some other Gemaras. Right, Nasavahetar. Even if you do it one time, this Gemara implies that it takes two in order to lower your standards. And if you are Shanaba, then Hutrala, I might have thought that's what the Pasuk was talking about. When it says, that what it means is you shouldn't hang out with people who repeat their Averas, Kamash Mulan, that it's not talking about that. It's talking about even a person who does no Averas, but he's Shona, but he doesn't have a Rebbe. Just like you have to go through the friend group, you know, like, do you have a Rebbe? Do you have a rabbi? Do you ask Shilas? You know, because then you're not, I'm not allowed to be friends with you. It's an unbelievable thing. That's what that's what's implied by the Pasuk. Whereas this Pasuk it's in Mishlein. Tana the Mishnah writes, uh Mavale Olam. The people who are learners, they destroy the world. Mavale Olam how can that be? Says the Gemara Mishnasa. These are people who paskin from Mishnais, they're Amaratim, or whatever the phrase is from the top of the page. These people are trying to give a give a psak from uh, from a Mishnah. That would be ki'ilu, like one of us in the room saying, I know all of halacha because I finished shas. That you can pass in almost zero from learning shas. You need all the rishonim that are shayich, all the achronim that are shayich, shulchan aruch, shas, tazes, beish, shmuels, whatever it is. 
we are not allowed to paskin because we don't know what we're talking about in, in these areas. Shas alone is not enough. That's the beginning. Or maybe Chumash is the beginning. Mishnah, you got to go through the whole Sigalibidahelchasa. Tanya Namihachi, the Brysa agrees halfway down on Chavbez Meral. If the Brysa writes on Rabbi Yeshua, the Chimavali, Olamain, how could it be the people who are learning destroy the world? Behalom, Miyashe Olamain. For those of us who do learn and who have Rabbeim, we are the ones who settle the world. Shenemar, halichos, olam lo. And then we know famously the drasha, al-tikri, halichos, halachos, that learning halacha establishes the whole world. Ella, what are we talking about? Shemarim halacha, mitok mishnasam. We're talking about people who paskin having only learned mishnayas. But if you only learn a mishnah, the mishnah itself is cryptic. How can you do that? You have to get down, aliba de hilchasa, to all of the shitas, to make sure you have the sugya klor, and then you can paskin. I've always been completely mystified my whole life by people who are poskim. That means that they've learned every sugya alborium and they know it and they remember it and they can paskin from it and they know which klalim, which rishon to choose to apply. In this case, it's hafla vafela. It is so much information. And every sugya is the whole mahalich of sukim mishnais. It's so much information. It's not normal. Yeah, Rabbi Reese learns here Sunday morning. It's unbelievable. It's unbe- it's it's encyclopedia upon encyclopedia. It's unbelievable. We had said that there is this idea of an Isha Prusha, this idea of a woman who's uh, overly from. So let's see what this means. Tana Ravana Basula Talyanis, a woman who's a Basula who davens a lot. The Almana Shovavis, a very uh, an Almana who's very social. The Katan Shalokalu Lochadashab. All of these people Hareelu Mevale Olam. Doesn't sound like these people are so bad. A woman who davens a lot. Why is she so bad? Let's see what's going on here. We learn about Yiraschet from a Basula, and we learn about getting reward from an Almana. How so? Yiraschet mi Basula, because we have a story that Rabbi Yochanan saw that there was a Basula, uh, as a single girl, and she had fallen on her face in prayer. You created Ganeiden. And you created God and you created Gehenim. Barasa Tadikim Varasa Rishaim, good and bad people. I never want to be the source of a person's downfall. What do we learn from her? That's Yiraschet. That's Yiraschet. And as well, Kibul Schar me Almana. How do we know about Kibul Schar from Almana that we can get reward? We learn that from an Almana. There was a woman who lived in a particular community and she had a shul around the corner. And Kol Yoma every day, she would pass over the shul that was right next to her house or around the corner. She'd walk extra far. We did this as little kids. We used to walk to, we used to walk to Beis Yitzchak, the curses. Uh, we used to walk, it was much farther. Yashurin was way closer. It was in Rabbi Raka's shul now. Um, I don't know how many more shuls there are now. There was a lot of shuls that were that were shorter than that. And then Shari said, it didn't matter. We walked to Beis Yitzchak until Kins opened. Then we walked to Kins. So she passed over the closer shul. So Amar Lei, Amar La, Rav Yochanan says to this woman, Biti, my daughter, lo Why are you walking from West Rogers Park to Peterson Park? You've got plenty of shuls right where you are. Why are you doing that? So she says, Amar La, Rebbe, v'lo All right, schar halicha, I'm going to walk to the further shul. So that's what the Gemara says, and therefore we learn schar from her. So how can it be that the Brisa says that this almana is the example of an Isha Prusha? She's doing everything wonderful. She's a tzadikas. So the Gemara says, ki, uh, ki ka'amar, when we say that the almana is a prusha, that's kegon, uh, yuchni bas retivi ayin shaman, the rishonim, that this woman was a charlatan. She used to hold on to spirits in jars, and uh, then she would tell everyone that she was davening to release the spirit, and then 
she would quote unquote daven and open the jar at the same time. So she was playing a game. It was a smoke screen. She wanted everyone to think she was a tzaddikas, but she was manipulating things behind the scenes. She was a sorcerer. So that's what the Gemara says is talking about. What's left out from our Gemara is why the basula was included in this. Well, now we don't know the Gemara doesn't deal with that. Five lines, six lines from the bottom. My katan What does it mean that there's a child who uh, didn't complete his? Which one? Yeah, it's crazy, Rashi. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, I loosely summarized it, but it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. By the way, what? I don't, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You have to read it yourself. We don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have... Because then you need to. Once you read it, you need all the reforshim to figure it out. It's a very cryptic. But that was she was a capable person apparently, but she was a charlatan. So the bride said also said that uh, that a child did, that did not complete its months, and typically that means that a child that's born early, right? It was born early. It's often what we refer to this as that this person is part of the category of mevale olam. So it says the Gemara, my katan What did the Brisa mean when it said that a katan was part of the category of people who are mevale olam? So it says the Gemara, hacha targimu. This is the right way to explain it. This is a Tamar Chacham who rejects his Rebbe's ways. That's considered like, and what's going to happen? He's not going to live as long. And that's what it means. He's being a child. He's being a katan. He's acting like a toddler. And he's not going to have a good end. It's actually this, when the, the case of katan is someone who starts paskening earlier than he should, like a katan. What does the Pasig mean when it says that many corpses have fallen and very strong are the ones that kill? The first part of the Pasig, what does it mean? The Gemara says it means that's a person who didn't finish their Dayanus course yet, yet they're walking around like saying they have the answer to every Shaila. That's not right. So strong are the ones that get killed. This is the other side of the fence. This is talking about a Tamil Chacham who is capable of paskening, but he hides in the shadows and he doesn't come out. This is a punish, this is punishable too. Palisrol needs postkin. We need Dayanim Chashubim. So if your person is of caliber and they have the information, I'm not saying if they're not yet a Dayan. If you're already a Dayan and you're ready to go, and you say Pasnisht, it's not for me, you're wrong. You gotta, you gotta crawl out of the shadows and you gotta take, you gotta start doing your responsibilities. That brings us to Dabcha Bazim and Baz right at the top. When is a person ready to be a Dayan? Up to 40 years. So this either means, as the discussion in the Rishonim here, does it mean 40 years old or does it mean after 40 years of learning? We're used to hearing 40 years by Kabbalah or you know Ben, uh, ben Arbaim Lebina, or is it that you have to learn for 40 years and then you're Shaykh to do that? There's a Dayanus program in Eretz Yisrael. It's like, it's like an eight-year a to Z, you, I don't know how you learn everything in eight years, but that's what they do. That's what they do. I think Chafetz Chaim's Michaz also like that. They make you learn for like a decade and you have to know, you, you become a Dayan when you're done. So says the Gemara, the measure is 40 years, Aini, is that really true? Top of Chav Bezim and Bez. After all, Rabba, Uri, Ori, Rabba was the one who taught and Rabba died when he was 40. So Pashat that he was already a Dayan by the time he was 40. He was probably a Dayan in his 20s. There's a lot of young people in the world, who relatively young people who are... Uh, who are functioning as Dayanim, they haven't learned for 40 years, says the Gemara Bishav, and we're talking about someone who is equivalent to those people. Rashi's end of the second line, Dibur Maschal Bishavin, Im Shavu Legadol Ha'ir Bechachma, Motor Lahoros, O Sha'in Zakin Mimenu Be'ir. 
either he's equal to the greatest in town, even if he's younger, or that he's the best in town, and there's no one older. Says the Gemara, Makos Prushan, what a fascinating Gemara. This Gemara says these are the Makos Prushan. We loosely defined this yesterday as someone who is so holy, they take off their glasses, they're legally blind, they're walking into pillars, they're, they're super from. So says the Gemara, what does it mean to be super from? Tanurabanan, Shiva Prushan. Hey, there are seven types of people who are like this. Prushan Shikhmi, we're going to read them and then go through each one of them. Uh, Parush Shikhmi, from the word Shem, Parush Nikvi, people who stub their toes. Parush Kizai, people who are blood letters, uh, Parush Maduchaya, these are people who are, are kind of like the pestle from the mortar and pestle. Parush Machuvasi Ve'esena, people who say, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Parush Me'avo, Parush Me'ira, and people who are so firm in regards to Ava and Yira. So what do all of these things mean? Some of them don't even sound so bad. So says the Gemara, Parush Shikhmi, Zehu Ha'osem, Maise Shem. What did Shem do? He raped Dina. Then he made everyone get a bris. So if you only see the second act, it appears that it's a Misa Tzidkos. You're getting, uh, I mean, they're goyim, but it's no mitzvah, but but it's a Misa, Misa Choshev, whatever, you want to call it whatever you want. But really, what was it? It was a smokescreen for the Avera. He wanted Dina. So Shimon and Levi, they went and they said, we'll make a deal with you. You guys all get circumcisions and then you can have you can have Dina. And then they, the whole thing was a smokescreen. So Parashchem uh, is where you take your second behavior and it masks your prior behavior. Next is Parash Nikfi. What does this mean? The one about stubbing toes. Uh, you can never look up anywhere you go and you stumble over things. You got bruises on your shins. You're stubbing your toes. That's not the way the world was intended to function. You have to, okay, it doesn't mean you should be in, in, in appropriate places. You should be in appropriate places, but okay, say there, but that the world is what it is, but you gotta, you gotta not look. Uh, what is the case of Parush Kizoy in regards to bloodletting? These are people who keep their eyes down. They just had bloodletting and, and they keep bumping into walls and leaving a blood trail everywhere they go because they're they're being uh, very from. Parush Maduchya, Amarabha Barshila de Mishpa Kiduchya, he folds himself over like the Duchya, like the pestle, which had like a handle, it had like an L shape to it. So he was folded over, constantly looking down. I uh, I I don't want to say in whose name I heard it from because I it I, I'm not 100% sure it's this person, but one of the greats of the past generation apparently had said that it's not our Masorah to take off our glasses when there are women around so that we can't see them. That's not he's, what he said. It's not our Masorah. Our Masorah is either to not be there or to be strong enough to be there, but not to take off our glasses. Again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable saying who it was. I'll tell you offline, but but uh, uh, but he had said, uh, I had heard in his name that he had said that, that that's not our Masorah. Our Masorah. Who's our? Okay, fine. This is interesting. <laughs> A uh, person says, parush, parush Why would you criticize that? A person says, what are my obligations? And I'll do them. That's the Jewish people. That's not seven Ishma. What's the problem with that? That's a compliment. Even after I finish halacha, tell me what else I can do. Tell me what else I can do. No, first keep chomesh, keep, uh, keep shulchan arach, keep shachs and tazas, worry about chumras later. Stay basic. The famed line from Rav Soma Zaman Orbach is, why don't you work on all the Chumras of Benadam Lechavir before you start working on the Chumras of Benadam Lechavir, which is honestly one of the most best halachic hashkafa lines you're going to find. Be a master of working with other people and only then worry about the Chumras of Benadam Lechavir. Next case is Parash Me'ava, Parash Me'ira, Amr Lo'abai V'Rabba, Latana, Lotisni, Parash Me'ava, Parash Me'ira. You need to take that out. That's not acceptable. Those are tolerable forms of Prisha. Why? Even if you're trying to be a little overly stark with your year and a little overly stark with your Abba, that's acceptable. Because 
Because even if you start with an ulterior motive, it doesn't matter uh, because you'll reach greater heights. So you fake it till you make it. You know, if you want to pretend like you have Yerushalayim, great. Have pretend like you have Yerushalayim. That's okay. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, he says, There are people that are hidden who have hidden things. Those who are revealed are revealed. But uh, the, the Beidina Raba upstairs, up in heaven, there's going to be a payment for people who dress in clothes, in black clothes. It was considered chashuk to dress in those clothes, whatever that means back, you know. If you're dressing like a Dayan and you're... Uh, <laughs> You're not it's like that's you're gonna you're gonna be held accountable for that. It doesn't mean we shouldn't dress nice, and it doesn't mean we shouldn't dress regal for what it means for ourselves. But you need to match. You need to you need to fit. You can't be wearing the clothes of a melech when you're a peasant. It doesn't make sense. Amar la Yanai Malka Yanai Malka said to his wife, "Al tisiyar imin ha prushin. You never need to fear the prushin, the tzaddikim, the people who do things right." Below me, Misha ain't Prussian. You also don't need to worry about people who are not so yasher like me, like Yanai, because those people are in my pocket. But you need to worry about people who dress in clothes that really look like Prussian. These are the people that we're worried about. They act like a manuval, um, but then out in public, they're like the most chashuve ha'am. You know, like, oh, I deserve star like Pinchas. But an hour ago, public display of affection. Uh, like the, the the example given here is so incredibly extreme when you have a zealot who stopped a magefa, like you're talking about the polar opposites of humanity. We're going to learn this Mishnah, which is very lengthy. It's a full Amud, and then we will stop. We have already learned the first part of this Mishnah elsewhere out of context. Rabbi Shimon Omer, we're two-thirds of the way down on Chav Bezim and Bezim. Rabbi Shimon taught us, in Slus Amorim, uh, he says that there's no such thing as a schus that will delay the effects of the mehamarim. Um, and we discussed yesterday is uh, according to the shita that says that we do have a tliya where where the effects of the mehamesota can be pushed off. So uh, do we then say that it's uh, because of Talmud Torah, because of a mitzvah? We concluded that it's because of Talmud Torah. And even though a woman doesn't have a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, but if she's raising her children for Talmud Torah and letting her husband be out and learn to support the learning, then she gets half of the schar that we get. Uh, I remember hearing from one of my rabbin that women actually get more than half of the schar because we're always mevatal a little bit while we're here. We're driving here, we're driving home. While we're here, we schmooze a little bit. They get 50% of the scar minute for minute that we're gone. And we get 50% of the scar of what we actually do. <laughs> so we, we have to try and capitalize. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying, we don't want to be a parish to the point that you're antisocial. I'm not saying that either, but there's a fine line. So the Mishnah writes that Rav Shimon was not a fan of the sheet of Schustola. And here's the reason why. And it should be She'im. Because if you say this, if you say that there is such a thing that a merit that can postpone the effects of the Mesota, so then then you're going to cause a hesitation by women who might say, yeah, maybe I have a schus. I'll drink it. I'll gamble. And that's not what we want. Because if in fact they're guilty, we want them to say tmeani. We don't want them to drink the Mesota. So here we have a problem that if you if you build in a delay of schus, then it's possible that a woman will drink the Mayim HaMe'orin, even though she really shouldn't be drinking them. Not only that, but also, What about people who drink and they don't die? So what will people say about them? They're going to drink, they're not going to blow up, and all the people who had already judged her will be like, she's actually guilty, she'll die later. 
She just had a schus. She did a, she uh, raised her kids to go to a day school, whatever it is. All of that is shita, is shita asrib shimon. But Rebbe Omer, no, that's not correct. Yes, there is a schos. It postpones, uh, it postpones her punishment, but the postponement is not permanent. It's inevitable that she will not succeed. She will not have children. She will not improve. She'll continuously deteriorate. And she's going to die the same death. It just postpones the death a little bit, but it does, in fact, still happen. Okay. Let's say that nitmeis minchasa, changing gears. Let's say that the korban mincha that we know that an isha sota brings, that we said is a little bit different. We said it doesn't have levona, it doesn't have some, some of the other things in there, whatever the differences are, that's not for now. If it became tame, so achalo kitsha bekli, before it's put into the klisha race, if that's when it became tame, arei kechol hamenachos v'tifte, that can still be redeemed, no problem at all. But once it becomes Kadosh in a Kli, once it's put into the Klishares, then then at that point, we put it into the into the pile of the Deshen, and then it gets burned. The following are case scenarios where the Korba Mincha will be burned. We're now on the top of Chav Gimel Amadal of top line. If a woman says that she is Tmea, then we burn her, um, then we burn her korban mincha. If Adam show up and say that she's tmea, we also burn the korban mincha. If a woman refuses to drink, then we burn the korban mincha. If a husband says, I don't want my wife to drink, there too, we burn the mincha. And as we've already seen, that if the husband and wife are intimate, um, after the Kinui and Stira, but before they get to the Beis HaMikdash, in all of these case scenarios, then the Korban Mincha that was brought is considered to be uh, problematic and it's burned. It's just with sorry if it's gone. Anyone who's married to a Kohen, Minchosein Nisrafos, then their Korban Mincha is going to be burned. We know that um, the Korban Mincha of a Kohen is Khalil. It's, uh, it goes up to heaven in, in its entirety and shouldn't be benefited from. So let's see a little bit in the Mishnah. Most of this will remain cryptic and we'll dig into it um, another time. If you have a Jewish girl, a Jewish woman who's married to a Kohen, Minchas and Israfes, she loses out, loses out on her Mincha. The Kohenes Shinisais Israel. if you have a Kohenes who's married to a Yisrael, Minchasa Nechelis, hers can be eaten because she's her, she's the Kohenes, that's not a problem. Ma bein kohen le kohenes. The Gemara broadens our conversation and says, what is the difference between a kohen and a kohenes? And the Gemara provides a handful of answers. First of all, one difference is one that we just saw, seven, seven lines down. Minchas kohenes ne'echeles and minchas kohen eno ne'echeles. That's one difference. A kohenes can eat uh, the, the shirayim of the korban mincha, but not a man. Kohenes mischaleles ve'en kohen mischalel. If a kohenes marries someone that she shouldn't, she's mischaleles forever. But when a kohen marries someone that he should not, he's a chalal until they get, he can he can create a chalal status until there's a divorce, but then he can go back to where he was. Kohenes metama lemesim. A kohenes is allowed to become tmei ames. Ve'en kohen metama lemesim, but uh, a kohen is not allowed to become tmei ames. A Kohen is allowed to eat from the Koche Kachim. She is not allowed. Then the Gemara broadens the conversation even more. What is the difference between a man and a woman? 
says the Gemara, Ha'ish Porea Uforim, in regards to a Mitzorah, where there's Priya and Frima, something with the hair and something with the clothes, that applies to an Ish, Veina Isha Poraas Uforemes. This doesn't apply to a woman. Ha'ish Madiras Beno Benazir, Vein Ha'isha Madiras Benazir, that when it comes to Nazirus, as we learned in the previous Masechta, a father is able to bring about a nether of Nazirus on his underage child, but a woman is not. Ha'ish Megalech on Nazirus Aviv, a son is allowed to shave his head on the coattails of his father's Nazirus, Vein Ha'isha Megalachas on Nazirus Aviv, but she cannot. A father is allowed to marry off his daughter, but a mother is not allowed to do so. Um, and a father is allowed to sell his daughter into uh, being a maidservant, into being an ama, but a mother is not allowed to. A man, when he is stoned, when he gets the punishment of Skila, he is niskal arum. He gets uh, a, a, just a small covering for his private parts, but that's it. But ain't no ishin iskelas aruma. She is not. This was one shita that we saw that she's not iskelas aruma. There was another shita we saw earlier in the Masechta that she gets a small garment to cover uh, her private parts below, but in front and in back, but doesn't cover her chest. And, and after Skila, a man is hanged and a woman is not. And uh, the last one for today, and then we'll stop, is a man can be sold because of his thievery. What this means is under certain circumstances, we'll learn about this more in Maseches Sanhedrin, I believe it is, that when a man steals something, there are certain times when if he can't pay back, he is sold into servitude to the person to whom he owes money. But that never applies to a woman. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up one hour before Mincha on Shabbos, wishing you all a beautiful night.